0: Hey, family. Hello, hello, hello. Let's get right into prayer, fam. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come boldly, Father, to your throne of grace asking that you increase father and I decrease father put your words on my tongue father and allow me to have the boldness of Christ to speak your words Lord I plead the blood of Jesus over my brothers and sisters over myself and over this episode father I bind up any evildoer that will try to come up against this word I bind up any lying tongue that will try to come up against this word father and I cast them down down in the name of Jesus. I, Lord, I just thank you, Lord. I just thank you, Father, for being who you are, Lord. I thank you for your blood, Lord. I just thank you, God, because you are so good, Lord. And that is in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. Hello, love you. <laughs> Let's go right to um, Luke 17, because today we're going to be we're going to talk about the beauty within today or tonight. Whichever time you listening to it, we are going to talk about the beauty within. OK, because it's the beauty within for us in the within her family It's the beauty within. OK, so let's go to Luke 17. Okay, fam, let's start at verse verse 20. The coming of the kingdom. One day the Pharisee asked Jesus, when will the kingdom of God come? Jesus replied, the kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs. You won't be able to say, here it is. Or it's over there. For the kingdom of God is already among you. Other versions say, or it was within you, or is in your grasp. The kingdom of heaven is within you. It's within me. Okay, family, because it's the beauty of the Holy Spirit that lives in us. Family, I want to go to John 16 real quick. We're gonna come back to Luke 17. We're gonna go back to John. We're gonna to go to John 16. We're going to start at verse 12. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. And all that belongs to the father is mine. This is why I said the spirit will tell you whatever it receives from me. Do you get why we have to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit? Because it says it will tell you about the future. He will bring glory to by telling you whatever he receives from me. You get what I'm saying? The spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. He's saying that the spirit is going to tell you all things that are truthful because I am the truth. That's what Jesus is saying. So we have to follow the leading of his Holy Spirit because we have to. In order to display the kingdom, we have to operate in the spirit and the kingdom is within us. So we have to begin to examine our hearts so that we can we can unleash the beauty that is within us. Family, do you get what I'm saying? Let's go back to Luke 17 and we're going to start reading different um we're going to pull out different scriptures to begin to show us the examples that Christ has set before us so we can begin to show the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven and that is the beauty that is within us that has already has been placed within us. You get what I'm saying, fam? We are just just displaying what God has already put in us as a taste of what what God is like. You get what I'm saying? Let's start at verse 1. So Luke 17, verse 1. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, there will always be temptation to sin, but what sorrow awaits a person who does the tempting. It would be better to be thrown into the sea with a millstone hung around your neck than to cause one of these little ones to fall into sin. So watch yourselves. If another believer sins, rebuke that person. Then if there is repentance, forgive even if the person wrongs you seven times a day and each time turns again and asks for forgiveness, you must forgive. The apostle said to the Lord, show us how to increase our faith. The Lord answered, if you have Faith as small as a mustard seed. You can say to this mulberry tree, May you be uprooted and be planted in the sea, and it will obey you. When a servant comes in from plowing or taking care of a sheep, does the master say, Come in and eat with me? No, he says, Prepare my meal, put on your apron, and serve me while I eat. Then you will eat later. And does the master thank the servant for doing what he was told to do? Of course not. In the same way, when you obey me, you should say, we are unworthy servants who have simply done our duty. Family, the Lord is telling us to remain humble because it is our duty to display what the kingdom is like. Let's not exalt ourselves, family, but let's wait for the Lord to exalt us. I know I keep saying that, family, but it's so important because it's on the Lord's heart. You get me, fam? Let's go to Luke 19. Starting at verse 1. Jesus and Zacchaeus. Jesus entered. Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree, fig tree, beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, Quick! Come down. I must be a guest in your home today. You see what I'm saying? Because when he knocks on the door, when he knocks on the door, will you answer it? Will you answer when the Lord knocks on the door of your heart? Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy, but the people were displeased. He has gone to be a guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Family, listen, when Jesus knocks on the door of their heart, yes, there will be those people that will always try to bring up who you used to be, how you used to act, what you used to say, but you open the door of your heart and you let Christ come in and you let him have a meal with you as a friend. Do you hear what I'm saying? Meanwhile, Zachariah stood before the Lord and said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much Jesus responded because you see Zacharias, he began, he began to, um, repent to the Lord because once the Lord was able to come into his home, he was able to, to start professing. Lord, have I sinned against you? Lord, have I sinned against heaven? Lord, because I know that you are God. And it says, Jesus responded. Salvation has come to this home today for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham for the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. God came for the ones who know that they are well, not know that they are lost, but He came for the ones that are lost. The ones who, when they when He knocks on the door, they shall open it. Do you hear what I'm saying, family? Don't harden your hearts to the spirit's convictions. Allow the Lord to come into your heart and have a meal with you. He didn't he didn't condemn Zacharias. He didn't condemn them. Matter of fact, hold on, fam, because it's a Bible verse that I want to go to. Hold on. Cause, Cause the Lord he don't come to condemn us. He really don't. Hold on. Let's go to John twelve. Starting at verse 49. You know what? Let's start at verse 37. The unbelief of the people. But despite all the miraculous signs Jesus has done, most of the people still did not believe in him. This is exactly what Isaiah, the prophet, had predicted. Lord, who has believed our message to whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? But the people couldn't believe for for as for as Isaiah also said, the Lord has blinded their eyes and has hardened their hearts so their ears cannot Their eyes cannot see and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and have me heal them. Isaiah was referring to Jesus when he said this because he saw the future and spoke of the Messiah's glory. Many people did believe in him, however including some of the Jewish leaders, but they wouldn't admit it for fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogues for they love human praise more than the praise of God. That's why you gotta be humble because that spirit of pride, that spirit of pride to have you wanting, to, wanting people to admire what you think that you have done. But I'm here to tell you, apart from God, you can do nothing. Every accomplishment that was made in your life, best believe that the Lord allowed that accomplishment to come forth. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's why you got to humble yourself because who would you be if it wasn't for God? Jesus shouted to the crowds. If you trust me, you are trusting not only me, but also God who sent me for when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. I have come as a light to shine in the dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. I will not judge those who hear me, I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me for I have come to save the world and not judge it. But all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth. I have spoken. I don't speak on my own authority. The father who sent me has commanded me to say what to say and how to say it. And I know this, his commands lead to eternal life. So I will say whatever the father tells me to say family. That's why we have to be like Jesus because there's a lot that we can condemn people about but we will only speak the truth of what God said. We will go to the word and we will profess the truth of the living God because he said that his words are alive and they're living. They're sharper than the sharpest two edged sword. Do you get what I'm saying family? The word of God can expose someone's most inner thoughts. That's why we don't judge others. We give them the word. Do you get what I'm saying? He said I didn't come. What did Jesus say? I want to say just like how he said, he said, I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me for I have come to save the world and not to judge it. Family, we have come to save the world, not to judge it. But all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. He is saying, by the truth that he has spoken, by the words of God, people will be judged. And that's why we have to stick with what the word of God says. Because it's not our job to try to sit there and be like, well, God, God, this person, this person is a sinner. How can you eat with such scum? That's not our job. That's not because we don't know men's heart because people, you know, when we was reading Zacharias, people was looking at the Lord. It was like, mm, ew, he about to go to that person. How he know he is sinner. But Jesus knew what was in Zacharias' heart. As soon as Zacharias, as soon as Jesus called Zacharias, he knew that he had the excitement and the joy because the Lord has called him. Do you get what I'm saying? Zacharias was ready to give up his wealth, half of his wealth to the poor. He was... He was willing to pay back all the people that was cheated. Do you get what I'm saying? The people in the back, the spirits in the back, they didn't know that Zechariah had a repentance heart. That's what I'm, that's what the Lord is saying. That's why he only is coming for the ones who are lost. You get what I'm saying? Because once you hear, once you hear the words of the Lord, matter of fact, we're going to get there. Cause once you hear the words of the Lord, you know, because his sheep know his voice. You get what I'm saying? That's why when you're lost, his lost children, when we hear his voice, we know it. Because his sheep know his voice. Let's turn to John 10, 27. Let's start at verse 25. I'm sorry, family. Jesus replied, I have already told you and you do not believe me. The proof is it is the work I do in my father's name, but you don't believe me because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. God says he gives his sheep eternal life and they shall not perish because his sheep know his voice. And they answered to him. It says, no one can snatch them away from me for my father has given them to me and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the father's hand. The father and I are one. He says, the father and I are one. Once again, the people picked up stones to kill Jesus. And Jesus said, at my father's direction, I have done many good works for which one are you going to stone me? When you are going through persecution, when you are sitting there and you're being mocked, that's what you had. You you just have to have that. You have to know your authority that my father's direction. I have done many good works for which one are you going to stone me for? What good work? Because family, we are here to display the kingdom. Let's go if I already want to go. Let's go to Luke 14. Let's start at verse seven. When Jesus noticed that all who had come to the, the dinner were trying to sit in the seats of honor near the head of the tables, he gave them this advice. When you are invited to a wedding feast, don't sit in the seat of honor. What if someone who is more distinguished than you has also been invited? The host will come and say, give this person your seat. Then you will be embarrassed and you will have to take whatever seat is left at the foot of the table. Family, he is saying, listen, do not exalt yourself. Keep yourself humbled. Humble yourself before me. Don't just don't just push your way up to the front of the crowd. Humble yourself before me. Don't don't honor yourself. Instead, take the lowest place at the foot of the table. Didn't he say that the least will be the greatest in the kingdom of God? The humble servant will be the greatest. Humble yourself. Then when you, ho- when your host sees you, he will come and say, friend, we have a, have a better place for you. Then you will be honored in front of all the other guests for those who exalt themselves will be humble. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. Then he turned to his host. When you put on a luncheon or a banquet, he said, don't invite your friends, brothers, relatives, and rich neighbors for they will invite, they will invite you back and that will be your only reward instead invite the poor the crippled the lame the blind that at the resurrection of the righteous God will reward you for inviting those who who could not repay you family go out and get the lost sheep stop sitting there lord how can i word this father give me the right words give me the right words lord remember when we going okay Hold on, family. Hold on, family. I'm looking for this. Let's go to Luke six thirty five. It says, Love your enemies, good dudes. Do good to them, lend without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great and you will be truly acting as children of the most high. For he is the kind, he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate family. Remember we read, I believe it's in Matthew when it says that what good is it? To, to to do good for someone who you already like love, isn't it more of a reward if you can do good to someone who does evil? I have to find that Bible verse. I'm going to find it right now because I want to say it just like how it is because family, we are called to be like our father. Hold on, family, because we are called to be like him, and I want y'all to have the exact verse so y'all can understand how to to show the beauty within. Okay, it's Matthew five verse forty three, teaching about love for enemies. You have heard the law that says love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he says, rain on the just and the unjust alike. If If you love only those who love you, what reward is it for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind... Only to your friends. How are you different from anyone else? Even the pagans do that. But... You are to be perfect, even as your father in heaven is perfect. Family, you are down here to be an example of Christ, to represent the kingdom. You are down here to bring your your father's will on earth as it is in heaven. You have a heavenly, you have the Holy Spirit, which is access to a heavenly place living within you. That is the beauty within you that you should be sharing to the world. Do you get what I'm saying, family? Hold on. Let's go to Second Corinthians five eleven. It says we are God's ambassadors. So let's look up the definition of ambassador. It says a person who acts as a representative or promoter of a specified activity because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord. We work hard to persuade other God knows we are sincere. And I hope you know this, too. Are we commending ourselves to you again? No, we are giving you a reason to be proud of us. So you can answer those who brag about having spectacular ministries rather than having a sincere heart. If it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we all have died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How different would we know him now? This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. Christ, do you get it family? We are down here to be, to be God's spokesman. You get what I'm saying? To tell the world to come back to your father, to gather his lost sheep and say, listen, stop hardening your heart. You know that you know his voice because you know, you want to answer to it. You run from the higher hand, but his sheep know his voice. That's what we down here to be, to be proclaiming family. We're not down here to be judging people from a humanly point perspective of, oh, I don't like the way that person looked at me. Oh, I don't like the way that 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 that, that person looked. We are not down here for that. We down here to gather his lost sheep. We are down here to tell them that God gave up his one and only son. God died on the cross to bring his children back to him. That's what we are down here to tell. We are down here to be led by the Holy Spirit to display what the kingdom is like. Do y'all get what I'm saying, family? (laughs) Hold on, that's my puppy. (laughs) I'm sorry, y'all. Mercy, be quiet. Um, Hold on, fam. Let's go to Luke 13. Let's start at verse 10. Jesus heals on the Sabbath. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in the synagogue, he saw a woman who has been crippled by an evil spirit. She had been bent double for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her and she instantly could stand straight. Family didn't we talk about that one Lord? Her sins had her bent over for eighteen years eighteen years you get what I'm saying, family it was the it was It was the evil spirit that crippled her. But when Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her and instantly she could stand up straight. God wants to move in that instant for you. It's somebody on here. And God says that he wants to give you that touch. He wants to release you from that spirit. Spirit. He, he said he knows that you have been doubled down in your sins. Your sins done had you double down over, but I want to give you the touch. That's what he's saying. How she praised God. Just praise his name. When he heals you, give him the glory. Don't be like the men who didn't come back to give him the glory. We're going to get to that. But the leader in charge of the synagogue was indignant that Jesus healed her on the Sabbath day. There are six days of the week. For working, he said to the crowd, come on those days to be healed, not on the Sabbath, but the Lord replied. You hypocrites, each of you works on the Sabbath day. Don't you untie your ox or your donkey from its stall on the Sabbath and lead it out for water. This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held bondage by held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she's been released even on the Sabbath? This shamed his enemies, but all the people rejoiced at the wonderful things he did. Family. Don't be like, please don't be like the religious leaders that always want to be like, they, they go so humanly with God. They go so humanly and they just, they, they don't understand the move of God. So they instantly, they want to talk down on the movement of God. Be willing to hear the Lord's mysterious plans. Let them be able to come to you. You get what I'm saying? Because there's no law. If they really would have looked at what Jesus was doing, there's no law law against doing good let's turn to galatians five verse chapter twenty verse twenty two but the Holy spirit produces this so galatians five verses twenty two But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passionate desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Family. Let's follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Allow us to be transformed by the leading of the Spirit. Let's stop trying to figure out what the move of God looks like. Because when we started in the beginning, it, Jesus said to himself, you cannot see the kingdom of God with your visible eyes. Do you get what I'm saying, family? Let's stop saying what we think God looks like because we cannot see the kingdom of God. We have to follow the The leading. We have to follow the beauty that is within us to be able to see, to to follow, to see what God truly is. You get what I'm saying? Okay, hold on. Let's go to Luke 17. starting verse 11, 10 healed of leprosy. As Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, 10 men with leprosy stood at a distance crying out, Jesus master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting praise, be like this man, come back and shout praise because the God, God has said the spirit of the Lord is saying to his children, to the, to to the person that needs to hear this, I am willing to cure you of that. But once I cure you of this I want you to give praise back to me, praise me, tell people that I, the Lord, your God have healed you, tell them, tell them that you were in bondage by Satan, but I have healed you, tell me, tell them that. That's what the Lord wants to do. It's somebody right now, you waiting on healing from the Lord. And he says, I want to give it to you. Align your heart to mine. So when I give it to you, you're able to give me the praise. Don't be like the other nine. We're about to see like the other nine. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for he had done this. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men where the other nine were there? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Family, I'm, I'm telling you. When you get your healing from the Lord, because he's telling me to tell you that is willing. He, God said he is willing to heal you. When, you. when I give you this healing, don't be like the other nine. Be like that one that came back to the father and began to praise and you, you came to my father feet. He says, come back to my feet with thanksgiving and praise. That's what God is telling me to tell someone right now. Receive your healing by the power of God in the name of Jesus. And when you receive it, give me all the glory. Don't be like the other nine. Be like the one and give me glory. That's what God is saying. That is what the Spirit is speaking today. The Spirit is speaking and healing. Family, let's just break into praise and let's just think of because God is good. I'm telling you, he's in the midst of this. And if you want your healing, receive it by the power of God. In the name of Jesus, he is willing to do it. family. I feel the spirit so strong. Catch your healing. Catch your cure. Because he's here in the midst. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah, Lord. Because you good. Lord, I feel your spirit wrapped around me, Father. I know you want to do it, Lord. I'm here to testify that God is here. I'm here to testify he's here. He's willing. He's willing, he said. He said, I'm willing, your sins are forgiven in the name of Jesus. Just believe that your sins are forgiven. Have faith of a mustard seed today in the name of Jesus, because who the Son sets free is truly free by the power of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to his name, family. Glory be to his name. I want to just end this podcast right here, family, because I need you to go back to the throne. I need you to go boldly to his great, his throne of grace and thank him for all his mercy. I need you to go. I need you to just thank him for your healing because I know he can do it. He said he is willing to do it. Go to your father in the name of Jesus by the power of God. I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every one of you. In Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. Thank you, family. Glory be to his name. Hallelujah. Go give him the praise he deserves. Go give him the praise that he deserves right now because he healed you. I know he healed you. Go give it to him right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 God, go. You're so good, Lord. You're so good, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. I'll see you later, fam. Bye.